Hello, 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 and greetings, my fellow Earthlings. Welcome back to another edition of the Extraterrestrial Podcast, or ET Podcast, if you will. I hope you all are doing well. I hope everyone is living their best life and getting shit done at the same damn time, because let's be honest, it's all about balance. My week has been very productive per usual, but please don't confuse my productivity constant productivity with lack of rest or relaxation for that matter because baby i'll be resting and relaxing okay again it's it's all about balance trying to tell you i think the only thing that i truly might be missing is a lot more fun in my life like don't get me wrong i have fun here and there but i don't know not in the ways that i want or desire going out is fun And there's some weekends that come around that I'm like, ugh, I wish I had somewhere to go. I wish I had something to do. Matter of fact, I just wish I had something to put on. But I mean, I'm talking more doing things adventurous, you know, educational or entrepreneurial. The things that further my intellect and connections with, you know, less societal things and more things of my own true individual connected interests. I guess I've just been doing these things alone for so long that I just can't wait to intersect or connect with, you know, other beings that desire the same thing and matter of fact, desire more. And the fact that I want to run into beings that desire to desire these things on their own and not because they see somebody else doing it. So they think they should be doing it. You know, it's really hard to find self-motivated individuals. I mean, it's as if everyone is an emotional, mental, or physical leech, you know? Sorry, not sorry. I mean, you truly have to look at yourself. You really have to be connected with yourself and accept yourself to know that you really possess all that you need, not anyone else. You know, motherfuckers ain't ready. They ain't ready to be alone, not even for a second, let alone for a period of time to understand any of that. You know, people would rather drown themselves in the wrong energy than to seclude themselves, you know, detoxify themselves, detoxify your mind, you know, let good energies and connections come to you or from within you for that matter. Whew, y'all ain't ready. But speaking of connections, this week we are discussing intellectual intimacy and now I do realize that everything I speak on or refer to may not be obvious or known to 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 all my listeners so I always want to define certain terms and expressions so we're all on the same page and with that being said let's get into it okay so what is intellectual intimacy well psychologists define it as two people who really come together to share ideas and thoughts they are comfortable in doing so even when they differ in their opinions now intellectual intimacy applies to all relationships it's not just romantic it's not sexual of any sort i mean i think a lot of people get that confused or widely associate intimacy with one of the two sex or romance and intimacy itself just means close familiarity or friendship closeness it does not all it doesn't always involve you know sexual interaction sexual intercourse or like i said before romantic relationships uh let me give you a few examples of what intellectual intimacy can look like it can 
be asking each other's opinions on certain things or on everything for that matter, talking about your hopes and dreams. It can look like, you know, encouraging one another, knowing each other's fears and most difficult things to deal with, whether it be day to day or throughout life, period. And it can also be sharing the same hobby, which I'll get into that a little bit more. But when thinking of intellectual intimacy, know that it's more of a process than just a thing, quote unquote. You know, as you can imagine, when being or becoming intimate, so to say, it takes many levels of openness with yourself and with others as well. Okay, so there are a few barriers that can keep us from intimacy, and I want to get into those a little bit. The first is communication, or lack of communication for that matter. You know, having a preconceived notion of what intimacy is, or supposed to be, or even having certain misjudgments on the thoughts of our intimate interests or the ones that we love can leave a huge obstacle in our way when it comes to intimacy. You know, other barriers play a part even, you know, even more so such as time or game playing or even shyness can all have detrimental parts in the lack of intimate development as well. You know, when it comes to when it comes to time, I've really had to realize myself that, yes, it takes time to develop intimacy. And that's the main thing that people fail to realize. And I mean, not just an intimacy in any relationship, but also you can't expect everyone to know what it is. And even if they do find out, you can't expect them to want that, you know, or want it in the way that you do. If you know that what you want, or if I know that what I want for that matter is intimate relationships, then I'm definitely going to voice that to the people who whose space I step into or who may enter my space. I'm definitely going to let them know not even what I expect, but what I want, because what I want matters just as well as what they want. But I mean, it has to be said at some point in time. And why not at the beginning? Why not when we start this thing? Because I think what we tend to do in the world is we really tend to hide who we really are, think, think that we need to be someone else to attain other people or that maybe we're seen in a different light. So then we try to keep that spotlight beaming on us instead of really being who we are, being like, oh no, that's not me. Like, that's what you thought or that's what you heard or maybe that's what you thought you saw. But let me, you know, reintroduce myself. I think we get too caught up on being something or being everything that we're not. I don't run into too many real people. And it's crazy because I I get called mean. I get called, you know, whatever I get called, being a bitch, being rude, all because I'm honest, all because I'm real about how I feel. And I call myself a realist. That doesn't mean that I don't have emotions or I don't care or I don't understand. No, I'm just very honest about the things that I do know and that I do understand or even the things that I'm just now coming to understand or that's just being brought to my attention. I'm just a very honest person. And I feel like the reason I get a bad rep is because most people aren't honest. So they see me as a hurtful person because I just, I say how I feel. I say what it is, you know, it's really up to us to say 
who we are and what we are and it's up to the other person to either take it or leave it and to be honest most people will weed themselves out if you are just honest about who you are i mean don't get me wrong and don't get it confused there still may be a few people who think that they can or want to want what you want without really wanting it themselves one more time let me say that so you may still run into people who think they can or they can want what you want or want to want what you want and without really wanting it themselves it's just because they see you wanting it does that make sense and hell that's a hell of a roller coaster ride i mean honestly most of my relationships have been just that people wanting me for you know being aesthetically pleasing or my attention grabbing qualities quote unquote so to say or for the pleasure of fantasy still in a very superficial way you know this was very hard for me to understand due to the fact that I was not always appeasing to the eye, you know? I was slightly tomboyish and hella overweight. But when I was the ugly duckling, quote-unquote, I always thought when or if, because some people choose to never grow, you become beautiful by European standards, I guess, that people would now love, adore, and respect you, but a motherfucker will use you, abuse you, no matter how beautiful or ugly you may appear, you know? You have to be very aware because just voicing your standards may test others to raise theirs. But you have to realize that that has nothing to do with you. That ain't your business. You know, they have to want it for themselves and they have to do it for themselves most importantly. So just as I said before, you may run into someone who think they can or want to want what you do, but that's up to them, baby. You know, you can inspire, but you can't you can't think and you can't do for others it don't work like that now i have certain set standards for myself as well as i feel like everyone should have for themselves and it's undetermined by others which is very important don't have standards that can be swayed or changed by others they're your standards for a reason and i feel like people will try to tell you your standards are too high or your expectations are too high but the truth is is if i'm expecting something and anyway from someone it's because i'm giving it and if i'm setting a standard please believe at the very least i meet those standards or more than likely have achieved well past them you know and i feel like there's nothing wrong with holding people to a standard in your life i mean it's up to them to decide you know whether they want to be a part of this shit over here okay and I say that's fair, or at least how I look at things, you know. Once again, it's really up to those around you either wanting to be involved or even those just observing observing you to determine, hmm, what do I think? Or how do I feel about this? Can I get down with that? Or am I not fucking with it? Either way, this will not hinder me nor my journey. Timing is very important, so I can't afford to worry about someone else's feelings of my standards if i've already set them they're mine this this what it is what you gonna do with it figure it out come back and let me know because i i'm literally what i tell people all the time is i am a moving train i i'm i'm not stopping i'm not stopping i have already left my destination so either you jumping on you jumping off or you're getting ran over and that's not to hurt nobody's feelings, but if it does, sorry, not sorry, you know? 
it's important not only to know yourself, but to know the people around you and to place yourself around equally as motivated, you know, uniquely diverse people, not only in the way that they think, but also in the way that they live and learn the way that they teach and also the way that they love. Now, the other barriers I mentioned earlier, such as game playing, which is pretty self-explanatory. I mean, as in, as if it's like, if you're not yourself, i.e. playing games, it is almost impossible to connect intimately. I mean, again, intimacy is about knowing what you possess as an individual to know what you are able to share with others. And playing games will not create that kind of connection. Pretty self-explanatory, you know? Also, shyness or the unwillingness to share yourself with someone can be a major barrier as well. Again, pretty self-explanatory. Whew, did you get all that? If not, just rewind and listen again, you know? There's this book that I've been reading recently. It's called The Five Elements of Effective Thinking. And it says that the first read is really to take it all in. The second read is to give it a test drive. And the third read is to really make it your own. And I guess I say all that to say, we don't always take in information right when it's being presented or, you know, right right when it's even in front of us, you know? Where do you think studying came from? Having to go back and look at things, having to go back and study things to get the knowledge of it. You know, never be afraid to re-listen or even study these episodes. That's why they're here. All right, back to the subject at hand, intellectual intimacy. So we've discussed what it is. We've discussed some barriers to that shit. Now I wanna discuss a few forms of intimacy other than intellectual such as emotional, sexual, or experiential intimacy. Now, let me start with the least obvious being experiential intimacy. I gotta say this shit slow because I know I'm gonna get to stumbling and stuttering. Um, Experiential intimacy or the intimacy of activity. Uh, This really has less to do with direct friendship and it's more about the connection through a shared activity you know less verbal exchange and more of a energy exchange this is really an incredible and incredibly vulnerable place to be if you want me to be honest i mean sometimes it happens voluntarily and other times it happens unconsciously but to happen at all is an unmatched experience i've really grown to realize that not every connection is physically connected, but every connection does have an overall theme, which is joining and separating. Um, Having these two things often seems at odds. Like when you think of the words joining and the words separating right next to each other, you would think that they're like, I mean, obviously they're different, but they're not at odds. It's more of a balance. As I mentioned early in the episode, it's all about balance, baby. And it's a yin to a yang, having, joining, and separating. Not every connection will stay connected, but not every disconnection will stay disconnected either. We all have different definitions of intimacy and different times and ways in which we arrive to that, if at all. Well, at least consciously, you know. But energetic connections are real and unavoidable. Maybe just not as noticeable. And... I think I can really think of one time or I know of one friend in particular who I worked with. And when we were on the same shift, it was almost like 
perfect harmony, you know? And without a word to be said between the two of us, the shared connection through the activity, which at the time I, we were cooks, you know, not the most glorious job, but I mean, if I take all my jobs seriously. So it was like the connection through the activity was more powerful than I really had ever experienced or even noticed at the time. It's more visible to me now looking back, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. You know, we would we would clock in as cooks and be so dedicated to the same results that no matter who else worked, if anybody called in or even slacked off for that matter, it never affected the kitchen or our connection. It was way too strong. Now, it sounds crazy saying this out loud, but it's it's true. And that is like on a small scale of connections. So since then, I've experienced much deeper connections, but we ain't going to get into that right now. Um, in the beginning of the episode, I stated that I wanted more fun in my life, so to say. But now that I've done more research and studying myself about intimacy or the different forms of it, I feel as though I might just be looking for more intellectual and experiential connections, like to put a title on it, I guess, instead of saying I just want to have fun. Girls just want, I was about to really sing girls just want to have fun, but let me not, let me not lose some followers today. Okay. So I, I don't want to say that I want to have fun. I just want deeper and more meaningful connections to other beings or just to myself for that matter. If no being ever comes, I just want those deeper connections no matter what. It's like, I'm blowing my own fucking mind right now. Okay, so into or onto emotional intimacy or being able to empathize with the feelings of others. You know, when saying the word emotion or emotional, it tends to get a gender title or I don't know, it tends to be associated with feminine, with feminine nature, okay? Uh, there's like this saying that m when it comes to emotions, it says men fear it and women relish it, which is true, but shouldn't be true. Uh, yes, women may have an easier time expressing emotions. However, it's very important in both both gender roles, male and female, necessary even. I mean, without lack of emotional intimacy comes some lack of self-awareness or self-realness. You know, it takes a certain comfortability to accept and express emotions as as well as have emotional intimacy on any level. You know, there if I say, you know, one more time, I'll tell you what there tend to be two base fears when it comes to emotional intimacy or emotions, period. And that would be either fear of rejection, which is sometimes losing the other person or fear of engulfment, which is losing yourself. And now that's some truthful, deep and understandable shit, to be honest. I mean, nobody wants to assume that they're going to lose the other person nor lose themselves while being with another person. So it's a slippery slope, but you just have to be able to navigate well. And even if you don't know how to directly get to where you're going, just just know how to reroute yourself, know how to improvise. You know what I'm saying? Success isn't linear. Our journey isn't linear. It's going to be some ups, some downs, some left, some right, some alley-oops, some 
some fucking free throws. It's going to be some backhands. It's going to be some... It's going to be an accumulation of things. So just be ready to adjust. Okay? (laughs) Okay, so I'm laughing because I was really making references of sports. And I successfully made basketball references, which I don't know how or why because I don't even play the sport. And then I went straight into tennis, which is my favorite sport. I just, I don't know what the fuck be wrong with me. Anyway, so last but not least, sexual intimacy. Now, this is probably the most common known of all intimacies. And the only thing I really want to say about this is the biggest mistake or the worst hit and miss, so to say, is that sex has less to do with intimacy and more just the physical act. Now, let that marinate a little bit. The true and honest process of intimacy, whether it be intellectual, emotional, sexual, or experiential, can really create happiness. I mean, when developing intimate relationships, not just personally, but preferably, you should be very self-aware and able to pick a level of intimacy in which you are comfortable and where you want to start and where you can progress on from there. And you really need to know that every intimate relationship does not include all of these, but many satisfying relationships or intimate relationships can exist in any of these areas, whether it be singly or combined in any pattern. So you don't necessarily have to just be emotionally intimate or just be sexually intimate, and you can choose to be just one, or you can choose to combine them in any way that fits your life. But it's good to practice them and know them personally to know whether it's something that you want to take in from others or whether it's something that you want to actively practice to give to others. It's just good to know what you're, what you're working with and what you're missing out on, so to say. Because many people will have opinions about things that they've heard about or things that they know very minimal about. And they'll just assume that it's not for them. But then when they really take a look into it or they educate themselves about it, they realize, oh, like this might be for me. Like I remember something when I used to celebrate holidays because I currently don't, but I used to celebrate Christmas. And then when I found out about Kwanzaa and started looking into that, I was like, oh, I think this, I mean, I've heard things about this and I thought this was something that it's not, but this, this actually might be, this might be my jam. So I I say that just to say, make sure you're always looking into what you don't know to make sure that it's not something you want to continue to know about. So what do you think? Did I learn you something good, beneficial, useful? Shit, I hope so. I mean, honestly, I could go on and on about all forms of benefits and barriers to intimacy, but... I want you to digest this slowly and who knows, it might be a part two to this thing. (laughs) Again, and as always, I want to thank you guys for continuously joining me and supporting me. It means more than I could ever voice or express on this little bitty microphone I got. I'm hoping in the future, I'm really able to get back to my followers in some sort of gift form, but hey, who knows what the future holds. Until then, I shall stay consistent, stay true to myself and stay supporting others as well. I hope you do the same. Well, my beautiful growing and ever-evolving earthlings, it has been open, fun, 
truthful and as always really real remember you can subscribe to the et podcast anywhere you can find podcasts from spotify to apple or here on anchor where i record this podcast this week we discuss intellectual intimacy and next week we will discuss making major life decisions if there's anything you want to comment on as far as the show, subjects you want to suggest, or you just want to get a hold of me, you can leave me a message here on Anchor. So go download the app now and leave me a message. I just might feature it in the next episode. You can tune in each week on Wednesday. Make sure you share and subscribe. You don't want to miss an episode. See you next week, Earthlings. Earthlings.